Hello, and welcome to Prusa Live. We are back, and Joe's with us again, back from his vacation. Hello. Uh, so with me, Joe Prusa, Nicholas Sousa, and Hi. I'm Matt Stoltz. Uh, and we've got a great show for you today. We are bringing in some of the guys from Prusa Lab, which is our in-house makerspace, uh, to talk about some of the projects that they've made in Prusa Lab. I'm personally super excited about this because I love hackerspaces and makerspaces and love that we have one in-house. Free so guests at once. Super great. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have the, the guy who kind of organizes the shop, but then a couple of guys that, that are working on the projects themselves, too. So, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a big day. Um, so let's kick off with our Prusa Live uh, Picks of the Week. Uh, sorry, Prusa Printers Picks of the Week. Uh, what, what do you guys have? What do you have, Nikki? I have an Ellen screwdriver kind of hack for, for just normal Ellen keys from Peaklin. It, I mean, looks pretty cool. Uh, oh yeah, cool. There we go. It's from the organization contest, but it didn't yeah. actually like spoiler alert. This didn't win, which just kind of shows you the level of of the models in the competition. So many, but it's like super cool. If I take one out, uh, it has the uh, the amped oh. spins, so you can just hold it uh, uh, nice. and spin it. It's like super, like like kind of simple concept. Whoa. I was wondering how you got the Allen key in, so I assume that it, dro yeah. it drops in there. Yeah, and it yeah. just and it, the tolerances are perfect, so you just put it in. Right. Then you screw this on top, and yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, the one thing is that the Allen key needs to be like kind of long because you lose some of the length in the printed part. So if it's super short, you end up with something oh. like this, <laughs> which is not very not very useful. So like. <coughs> Yeah, I guess only use it with long ones, but I, I made it from uh PLA Galaxy Black and the lipstick red, and it just looks it looks wonderful, maybe looks better than it will actually be useful for, for me. I just love how it looks. So that's that's by Peaklin. Perfect. Very cool. Uh what what do you have, Joe? So my well let let's finish with the Screwdriver set. Yeah, I have the Mercury capsule. Oh, very neat. That is super yeah. cool. I send you the link, and it is actually uh, it. It is from user Lopatka. I I wonder if he is Czech, because Lopatka means like tiny shovel in, <laughs> in Czech. <laughs> yeah, and it is very nice. That looks. I like the space stuff. Yeah, and I feel like Galaxy. I, I, I feel like Galaxy Black and Lipstick Red are getting a lot of show here for for this one. True. Yeah, and and I have also a little tiny thing, uh, but these are not on the Prusa printers. But these are. This is a copy of my regular glasses, in, in white, because I was asked for a photo shoot to have white glasses, and I'm like, I don't have some, and they were like guys you you do 3d printing i'm like okay <laughs> uh, hold my beer and you, you know actually it is uh, it has to be a copy of my uh, regular glasses because it is super hard to get uh, a, a lens cut by the frames so uh, basically they are again modeled um, based on the based on the lenses but before I put the lenses back into my regular glasses, I decided to, to showcase it here. But what do you guys think? Should I should I get uh, completely white glasses? Does it look good? It it would be it, nice it, to have both. Maybe like switch it up from time to time. It looks good. Yeah. yeah. You, seems... you could just you could just get a get one in every shade of filament that we have, and you know, like it shows. <laughs> just change your glasses all day. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking we should do cooperation with. Uh, uh, with some of the optics manufacturers here in, in Czechia, so so we could actually make more of these. That would be nice. And I mean, Chet yeah. is saying orange, orange, orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, we had a, a collab show up on on Prusa printers this week um, from a bunch of of designers, a, a few of them that we've actually had on here before. Um, but some of the guys uh, released um, Wexter, uh, of course, involved released a mini of the Sweet. two members of of Daft Punk. 
and mm -hmm. uh, Fred and Fernando also worked on on the project, creating a whole diorama for everything. But yeah, so I have Guy Manuel from from Daft Punk in a a Wexter Mini with a Galaxy Black and and Oh My Gold here. Yeah, it was such a shame they they broke up. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is. I, I grew up on Daft Punk. Yeah. It was fun. They they texted me like, "Hey, we we collaborated on this, and like we don't know under like whose account to upload it to. It's like, do you want it under the Prusa I'm like, yes, yes, it's yes, it, like yes, just yes. Yeah, yeah. They didn't they didn't want to like have to worry about whose account it would be. Yeah. Which was which was super cool. But their uh, accounts are linked in the description, so if you want to check each yeah. one of them out, you can just click in the in the links in the description. Yeah, and I and I love that that Wexter keeps making all these minis, and then Fred, the three D printing, um, keeps making all of these like dioramas and things that like go with Wexter's minis, and so yeah, like, they yeah, kind yeah. of complete the whole thing. And <laughs> it's it's a it's a great you know continued collaboration. So I very much enjoy it. All right, so yeah, we've got actually a really tight show today, so let's keep this ball rolling. Okay. Um, so so uh, news, we have uh, a release candidate for the new SL1 firmware um, that's out there. Lots of new new things in it, uh, lots of, of stuff going on. Um, yep. We're going to talk more about what all's going on in uh, in next the next episode i always want to say next week but in two weeks yeah um so we're going to talk in more detail about everything that's that's in there um, but we want you guys to know because it's a it's a release candidate so you know the more of you that are, are running it and testing it and verifying that it's in good shape the better so go ahead and and download that and get it on your sl1 and uh let us know if there's any issues because hopefully it won't just be a release candidate hopefully this will be the 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 final final version that'll come out Okay, um, Mickey, you had some very interesting phone calls this week. I did, and we have something kind of cool to to announce. So, I mean, I would like—I think Joe maybe wants to give it the, the the like first announcement, and then we can chat about it a little bit. Oh, okay. So uh, we became uh, members of the 3MF uh, consortium, which is wonderful. And it is basically, uh, we are pushing the 3MF format for quite some time. And this is the way how we can uh, influence its, uh, its future and hopefully push for more, uh, I would say, standard ways to, to save additional stuff, not just the 3D model into the 3MFs. So, for example, uh, the custom supports, or you know, that there are gazillion of ways uh, how to how to build up on 3MF. So it is our def default format, and we like to push it. And yes. this is a big thing. Yeah, I think this is this is this could be huge, like in the long run. Uh, we've been pushing 3MF really for quite a while. I can show you we have this article from 2019 and this awesome clickbait title of the video like why stl is dead and free is the future <laughs> like of course that's a little bit of a stretch stl still has some place but stl is a triangles and vertices it's then didn't doesn't even know about 3d printing like it's it's so old whereas FreeMF is a is a new format created specifically for additive manufacturing which of course it's gonna be better. It has so many advantages, but uh, also because it's more complex, you can see the, the like giants in the industry who are in the consortium. So now we are also joining them. And what's gonna be great is that we we can now work with like let's say uh, Autodesk and their CAD softwares, and we can improve work on improving the the interoperability between the 3MF producers like the design softwares, the CAD software and Slicer because right now they don't handshake all that well. So we, we can work on it. We can discuss like how it should be defined and all those things. So I think that's that's wonderful. Uh, and also like even between Slicers, like it would be nice if you download uh, a 3MF file from Prusa printers and it was created in Prusa Slicer. And maybe you are using a printer that has profile in Cura so it would import at least some of the settings, like infill, layer height, all those things. Like, yeah, it would 
it would be great. So yeah, standards are important and standards are great. And being able to be in there, kind of you know, talking about the you know hel helping drive how some of those standards are affected for desktop 3D printing, I think is going to be be really good because if you kind of look at that list there's not a lot of a lot of the guys out there targeting targeting desktop you know 3d systems and stratasys and things like that are are you yeah. know, wanting big, big machines yeah and so. i think already even in the current state like freemath is already i think like really the good good option like it for sure you know you can it do is superior to stl yeah yeah like even the super simple stuff like in stl you can't actually like put multiple objects and save it in like a valid way it's just that the software these days is kind of smart and it will realize that the the triangles are actually not connected in any way so it will kind of guess that oh these are like separate objects but in freemf you can just say like object one and then you can list all the, the geometry and stuff like that you know you can save thumbnail which is awesome you know we all we always like to see just thumbnail in the system you can do colors materials in, yep. in the case of Prusa Slicer, you can save all the settings. So really, it has a lot of advantages, and it will only keep keep getting better, hopefully, in the future. Yeah, for sure, not just hopefully. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super exciting. Uh, okay, so let's go ahead and bring in the the Prusa Lab team and talk a little bit about what those guys are doing over at the lab. Here we go. Okay, so we are being joined by Andre, Lausch, and Petra uh, to uh, talk about Prusa Lab. Um, uh, Andre is the, uh, the the captain, right? The captain of the ship over there yeah. at, at, at Prusa Lab. Um, so why don't you tell tell all of our watchers uh, a little bit about what Prusa Lab is? Well, yeah. Hey guys, uh, Prusa Lab is actually uh, one of the best equipped. Um, Fab Lab, I, I would say it's kind of like a Fab Lab and prototyping space, the best in Czech Republic in the country. We are located in a kind of ba base, actually, basement of the of our factory, of our seventh floor high factory in the heart of Prague. Uh, and the original idea was actually by uh, Joseph uh, to create a space, the creative space for people who could come to learn how to print, how to prototype, how to actually make stuff and uh, kind of invite the broader public to enter to the to the factory. And uh, we created um, kind of robust program. And this year is actually third year of our operation. Uh, on the pictures here, you can see how it looks uh, in our space. So it's fully equipped uh, three, 350 oh, meters. Great. Yeah. And this, you can see some of our projects, uh, what we've done. We tr uh, focused on, of course, on tr uh, 3D printing and uh, different experimental stuff. But you, we have also kind of robust background in the electronics. And many of our projects are connected with the programming and stuff like this. For example, this was the installation for uh, the theater. We also work a lot of uh, with the light festivals to doing installations to public spaces. Uh, but the thing is that we really were open to broader public and uh, on the peak we have like more than 50 members uh, each month, the new members each month, but it actually ended up with the COVID situation and we were facing to the fact that we have to kind of switch the mindset of, uh, of our activities. Uh, so you know, we come up with the idea, with, uh, with actually two ideas and we opened the acceleration program so first uh, first two years we were focused on really like early early stages kind of newcomers new makers to really explore help them explore the world of making stuff and then technologies but now we're more focused on the advanced projects uh, and uh, we launched the acceleration program with uh, actually uh, 90 people um, applied uh, so the next week we finally uh, announced two winners, which we're going to work with uh, following half a year. So we're really looking forward. Uh, so this is like recent position of lab focused more on prototyping uh, some uh, on demand making 
mm, objects and stuff like this. If, yeah. If we ever go get like get over the pandemic, like, are we gonna open again to the public? I, I assume <laughs> we we will, right? Yes. <laughs> sure. Yes. This is, this is uh, exactly this is a good question. We we're really looking forward to help to open again, but now uh, we feel that we are much more uh, let's say equipped with a community behind us because during this we meet lots of people. Actually, Peter is one of them uh, who start to be kind of not only like member but uh, you know like a part of the crew. I would say. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, so, so what, uh, you know, obviously you have a very well equipped 3d printing lab in there, but, but what other kind of equipment and, and capabilities <laughs> does the, the shop have? I, I saw, I saw a couple CNC machines and, yeah. and laser cutter in the video. This is actually like the second idea, uh, uh of the crucial that we are partly working as a prototyping uh, workshop for all our developers and people who are above us in the floors uh, in our company so we basically welcome all the people who can uh, from the prusa research employees who need to do some prototyping so we are working on a cnc mail and cnc lathe uh, for them uh, to be able to you know rapid prototype in like daily basis means that they don't, don't need to ask uh, like that much um, like outsource thing but we can <laughs> do for them Maybe you can scroll a little bit down because it's you can see that <laughs> one of our equipment is also like a, a draft beer. And <laughs> uh, uh, to be honest, of course, this is the lab, but we are uh, we used to be quite often open uh, for making some, you know, like make the makers parties and stuff like this because come on, it's part of our mentality. So. <laughs> yeah, I I think I think actually the the late law yeah the, the last party was uh, my 30th birthday last year <laughs> before sure. before the covid closed it down yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and and you used to offer classes too right for for you know makers kind of kind of getting started and, and things yeah, right? yeah we uh, you know this is if you imagine that we have like 1600 people uh, in the factory and there are lots of people who could share their ideas and their knowledge so that's why we opened the classes uh, of course for like real beginners uh, but also for advanced uh, in the modeling and 3d printing but we have uh, also uh, like more specialized workshops uh, in, you know in order to um, let the people through some uh, prototyping process of course uh, maybe this is actually a little bit different than other fab labs. I know that m many fab labs don't doing like uh, program. You know, if you go for our website, you would not now, but that time you would see that we had like maybe four, three or four events per per week, which is almost like some kind of culture center than more than like uh, you know just fab yeah. lab. Yeah. yeah, there was always something going on. Yeah, it was always fun. You, you, really you would go downstairs and you would always see someone hacking and something and you'd be like, what? What is that? Mm -hmm. and, and you would go into like a 15 minute conversation about the person like showing you his, his awesome project. So, mm. But I think it's all uh, it's also give kind of like um, direction to the other emerging labs all around. In, uh, and I think that it's really cool that we could be the first to showing what is possible. And right now we feel that we could move to a little bit more like a uh, advanced topic let's say yeah very cool uh so you have you have some of the creators of some of the like larger scale projects that you've done uh in in-house with us um uh who who do we have here and and what what have they made <laughs> mm -hmm. so uh here with me i invite two two guys one uh is laosh uh, he's actually um head of electrolab uh responsible for uh, all the electro-touched project, I would say. Uh, he's actually a quite famous musician, also doing the um, uh, uh, the modular synth music. Uh, but so this that's why he's also he's you know it, this is kind of his uh, uh, environment. Uh, and uh, he's gonna introduce our, our um, open source project. Uh, this is actually one thing I would mention as well, because if you imagine that we are closed right now, so we focused also uh, uh, on helping like the particular project, but also on the open source, because we have this kind of 
opportunity thanks to uh, joseph and thanks to uh, the constellation of things we have we are uh, in the factory that we could spend much more time on open source documentation than the others uh, who would normally you know going um, towards the the aim to build the project but we spend much more time on documentation to be able to share it to let the people you know enter the process uh, and maybe inspire them to create it at uh, the similar things. Leoš will definitely tell you more about it. Uh, and the second guest uh, I, I invited to be part of our discussion is Petr Vacek, uh, actually architects and art artists who won our, one of our open calls. We're doing um, a regular year, yearly open calls for arts installation. Uh, and he won the open call and together we create um, the installation uh, which is actually right now uh, touring, uh, will be touring around the world on the light festivals. And uh, he will show you more of what is behind. So let's, okay. let's so, get to it, I guess. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Andrzej. And uh, hello, everybody. I'm uh, sending regards from Prusalak from Electronic Workshop place. I would show you around, but I can't because it's of super cool and super secret projects that you <laughs> yet, but it's on the oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember <laughs> signing. I remember <laughs> signing some NDAs uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. So I guess that's that's that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's it's right here. I just cannot tilt the camera. Yet. <laughs> but it's coming. Just stay tuned. But uh, we were talking about uh, uh, the projects and the open source. So I'm here to actually present and talk about our project called uh, Prusa Hive, which is about like uh, digital monitoring or, or like democratization of digital monitoring of uh, bees and uh, beehives. And uh, how did we uh, came to it, right? Uh, we already had uh, like 10 beehives behind the building here. Uh, and uh, for quite some time, and I think it was actually Joe who, who said uh, something like, hey guys, it's really nice uh, to have bees, but uh, we should have cyber bees. And I was like, all right, okay, let's do it. And uh, we really, like, uh, took it as an opportunity to, uh, to uh, make uh, our first fully open source project. So actually, if right now you open a browser and uh, type in like uh, prushahive, uh, com, it will redirect you to this uh, Wikifactory page, where, uh, which is full of uh, the documentation uh, that uh, we put together, like a, a full open source, like uh, source code and and all the uh, production files for this like monitoring station that uh, is currently being uh, implemented on our own uh, beehives, uh, and uh, it is in testing mode now. So uh, it was great opportunity to really like exercise this, uh, how to how to really like uh, make the project fully open source, including including these like uh, uh, DIY tutorials and so on. Uh, and uh, th this was first time we did it here in our Prusa Lab uh, facility, like from from the team uh, that was uh, before like uh, working with the community locally is now working with the community online. So that's that's uh, pretty much like the main main goal behind it, excluding uh, the monitoring of the bees and <laughs> seeing how they are doing from your phone app or something like that. It will be it will be interesting uh, what we will uh, what we will do with uh, cyber llamas, because uh, I I think I think we, we, we have uh, chosen three three llamas uh, which will be going uh, to our space to, to hang out with us. So well, absolutely. Maybe they, I'm really excited what's coming. If uh, we maybe, are, they, maybe like, they could have uh, like computer backpacks or something. Oh yeah, I was thinking about necklace or maybe like uh, you know like uh, wristbands. Oh, but but we definitely need GPS on the llamas because if they if they run away, it would be very interesting to try to find them uh, in the in the city. Somewhere <laughs> absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> I'm not sure. I can, I can just just imagine the Prusa llamas running through the streets of, of Prague. It would uh, <laughs> be quite the sight. Yeah, you would uh, definitely recognize them. 
are are you monitoring all of the hives that that you have, or only a a, a portion of them currently? Well, uh, the the project is still in uh, development, so right now we have uh, one one uh, hive being monitored uh, in uh, like a uh, testing mode, and uh, uh, because uh, we are testing our last uh, hardware and uh, firmware version. And uh, after some time, when we really like prove the concept, because this is uh, this is uh, it's it's uh, off-grid operating, right? It's like yeah. powered by solar energy. So uh, we want to test it uh, now during the like winter months in in the spring uh, that it can really sustain itself for a long periods of time. And when we really like confirm that this is our final version, then we are going to duplicate it nine times for all the other hives. And what is uh, like exciting is that uh, as as we put it uh, outside uh, uh, online on this like uh, Wikifactory platform, there's uh, actually the community already started to cooperate and uh, they helped us uh, with uh, some technical solutions, which was like super cool to see the the people like uh, from uh, like. Uh, other places really like uh, joining forces and help us to bring uh, the solutions and uh, uh, they already built build the station that is like what uh, one is currently being operated uh, somewhere in south bohemia and another one is built uh, and running in vienna and uh, there's another like 40 people who downloaded the data already and are working on their own iteration or own uh, like uh, uh, own uh, station so uh, I, I expect uh, in the next like weeks and months to see like more prusha hive stations uh, appear around the world which is super exciting that, that's awesome yeah and what's yeah. great actually you can uh, in the end you can uh, see the the data compiled from all the uh, all the hives right to see the the curves you know so it's really excited they're basically uh, yeah the, the, Excuse me. Like it, it's a part of uh, of uh, this like uh, Czech Agricultural University uh, research project, right? They 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 put together this uh, uh, research uh, website where they collect the data. So every every user of the Prusa Hive has uh, an option to to uh, take a part of this research and send uh, the data to this like uh, university, and they they use it uh, for their own science bees stuff that I do not understand that much personally. I'm more into like hacking electronics. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Uh, so uh, what what's the other project that we have with us? Um, okay, I will introduce you, Reflexa. Hello, everyone, and thanks for invitation to this live stream. Uh, my name is Petr and I am an architect, but I focus on uh, computational design and uh, digital fabrication. And we applied with my friend Adam uh, for a competition to design uh, some, some uh, art piece, some sculpture for a light festival uh, that is uh, every year in Prague. It's the name is Signal Festival. And there was a contest and we just applied with uh, an, an idea of a, of a big mirror. and. Uh, uh, it's it's like a big wall of uh, consisting of uh, mirrors that move because it's a uh, programmable and uh, actually we won and we were about to build it in Prusa Lab and it was uh, it's amazing uh, it was a great experience because we uh, I mean we had no experience with building such a huge project and uh, it was like bringing a little seed to to some uh, some place where they can uh, make it grow, you know, like like a seed is the idea, and then then it was magic to meet all the people that are so creative, and, and they were helping us with each step, and uh, it was just an incredible process. And uh, so so maybe I will tell you a bit about the idea. Uh, we wanted because the Signal Festival is festival of lights. And we wanted to uh, steal oh. the, the ref <laughs> bees again. Sorry, bees. bees yeah. <laughs> so, so we wanted to uh, steal uh, the the reflection of people who come there, and we wanted to play with the reflection in, in our own way. So there was like a big enlightened space in front of the mirror, and people came and were like, "Oh, what's happening?" And then there was this mirror and started moving. So it was kind of hypnotizing, and uh, well. 
it was a crazy summer where you are designing uh, designing it and iterating all the time and uh, solving all these problems like where to order 200 servo motors from china <laughs> and uh, you know a lot of lot of uh, raspberry pies and other things but actually prusha was a place where everything could could just happen it, it was incredible you know all the 3d printers and and uh, electrolab and uh, it was it was just so nice to spend the time there I, I, we were kind of lucky because at that time it was still open for public it was 2019 so th as andre said uh, it was always some some people around and making their own stuff and it was just so nice to share all the ideas and also to watch others doing crazy things so i i just maybe i will show you a, a, a bit of uh, how, how it's done uh, like uh, this is one single module that is moving all the mirrors. Uh, in total, there are 91, and it's all 3D printed. Uh, there are two servo motors and um, some, you know, pulling rods. And that, that's still that's like nothing so special. But uh, when it comes to a bigger scale, I will show you. But it's a bit complicated. So, uh, <laughs> Try not to break, break anything. So this this was a testing uh, prototype. It's just five mirrors, and we'll turn it on. Okay, now it moves. No, yes. Whoa. <laughs> so so these are like uh, t testing mirrors that we were trying to you know troubleshoot everything like wobbling or or shaking and. Uh, there is also this amazing uh, app written by Matej Suchanek, who is part of of uh, Lab also. And How many hands do you have? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it looks like you have three hands at least. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I have many. Yeah, three printed hands, maybe. <laughs> no, but there is an app in my in my hand, and I am moving my phone, and all the mirrors just react on that movement. So. It's kind of cool, and imagine that there are 91. So I will just put it down again. It's a bit heavy. Yeah. Okay. So so, so when the, when this was installed, were you entirely controlling it through the the phone through through the app on your phone, or was it like some kind of pre-programmed sequence of of movements? Oh, that that, that was kind of tricky part uh, because when it comes to translating uh, the, the mirror movements, like the choreography that we wanted to play into uh, some signals for servo. So, you know, when you're controlling with your phone, you get only like limited data to, to, to process. So I was uh, scripting uh, all that movements uh, using Rhino 3D, if you are familiar with the software. And there is a plugin called Grasshopper, uh, which allows me to play with uh, like parameter designs, parametric design. And we, we wrote some uh, custom scripts and uh, it's like reading some normal maps and some surfaces or I can just set like I can take a 3D scan of a space where the mirrors are, are, are placed and then I can put there the, the 3D model of uh, reflection and then I can set like specific points like I want this guy to see other guy in, in all 91 mirrors and and all the normals just make the reflection happen. So we wrote like several choreographies and we play them over and over again. But now it's it's time to uh, move, move forward. We have this new control box, which was also made in, in uh, Bruxelles. It's like 3D printed and there is a lot of, lot of custom electronics and uh, just now it's plugged in, so a lot of lights. And uh, we are now working on interactivity. So there will be like interface to plug um, either touch designer or other softwares. So we can do also interactive and live uh, shows together, for example, with a dancer or with musicians like Leos. So this is really exciting and Oh, I have to invite people to France, where uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we will uh, exhibit the piece in the 24th of June. 
there is a big festival in the city of Metz. I'm sorry yes. if I'm pronouncing uh, wrong, but it's like Metz. And it will be like two, two and a half months of a festival called Constellation. So feel free to come there. I hope that they will do it, the festival. Yeah, that's that's very cool. I went to a festival called Montreal and Lumiere a few years ago, uh, Montreal and Lights. Um, yeah. And this would be a perfect fit for some of the art installations that they were doing there. Um, and hopefully if if that happens this year or next year, uh, maybe you could you could see if you could get it over here to to the Americas and, and have it at Mon in Montreal, because I, I, I think it would be a perfect fit there. OK. Cool. Yeah, we, will, we should apply for that. Yeah, definitely. And we, we, we have uh, already another project made, uh, which was for last year's uh, Signal Festival. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, that was cancelled. So yeah. let's, let's, let's see if, uh, if it will happen this year. But it is, it is mostly outside, so it, it is fine. But I don't think that, pro that project was actually featured anywhere. No, it I'm, was. I'm not, I'm not sure if we can even speak about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, at least we can say that uh, it's more interactive in 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 a sense that uh, people could uh, kind of touch it and be part of the whole thing, not only by uh, <laughs> by the reflection, but it's uh, mm, let's say um, we part of our our collaboration with the with the signal festival we already choose a third actually project which we work with it's more it's uh, it's again you know to be honest for a lab it's opened the new horizons of of collaboration because uh, as Peter said now we can be part of uh, like the artistic communities working with the technologies and like uh, real traditional artistic stuff which is really cool for us and it's kind of pushing our boundaries and i'm still pushing all my team to be able to you know communicate with in the, such a new situation it, it, it is great uh, is that the project we have in the accelerator or we have another one yeah it's uh, one of the in the in accelerator uh, but it's more artistic so uh, we could we we not gonna announce them in this acceleration program because the acceleration program really should help the people to start landing their commercial project, which is, uh, I think, important. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, cool. I can't wait to see uh, you know what you guys have coming in the future with with more projects. Yeah. So this, this is all very cool stuff, and and again, hopefully. Uh, you know, hopefully we can get over the COVID thing and, you know, be back open to the public. I know, uh, you know, very often uh, people that, that are on Prusa Live are all excited. They want to come over and, and tour the entire factory. But little do they know the, the hidden gem down on the first floor of the, the lab yeah. also. And so yeah. always cool stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. So do we, have, uh, do we have any questions for the uh, Prusa Lab? We'll keep an eye for them in the in the chat. Uh, yeah, typical question for the Prusa Lab. When are we coming out with a new 3D printer? <laughs> Good old. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy's in timeout now. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, what I found the coolest thing about the about the reflection or reflections is that i was at the beginning i was quite worried that the servo servo sound would be too like um uh, taking the attention yeah. from the visual but actually when you have uh, it, it is 91 mirrors i think right yeah. and two servos each so it, it makes like otherworldly like <laughs> hum <laughs> and it, you, you cannot recognize like the single servo and when actually uh, when, when some some big animation happens it's like swoosh and yeah. it's it's very cool and and yeah. you know for in the last our in uh, last our project when uh, we were collaborating in uh, theater arca in in heart of prague it's quite famous uh, 
experimental theater, I would say. There was uh, there was a reflection, and there was even like uh, microphones who who catching the sounds mm -hmm. of the servos, and then we uh, uh, we gain it a little bit more and use it as a as a effects because it was really cool when you when you just put it really loud, it makes like really cool sound. Yeah, like a lot of bees. I mean, there is a little connection with bees, like the shape is hexagonal. And I also, uh, my, my friends told me like, oh, you designed it like hexagonal because of Prusa, right? <laughs> they have uh, everywhere hexagons. I was like, no. <laughs> so, yeah. It perfectly fits, actually. Co yeah. Coincidence, yeah. We have a <laughs> few, few questions. Oh, Balu is asking, when are we opening Prusa Lab in his hometown? So <laughs> that I would take it as a word of prize that he's, <laughs> he wish we did that. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we we were thinking about it, but it is very far ahead because uh, it, I don't think it would be uh, it would be as good as it is in house with with the Prusa research because there is just so much more interactivity between the the developers and people from the company. And if it would be remote, I don't think uh, it would be half as good. Yeah, yeah, there is a huge synergy, and thanks to it, uh, we could uh, really experiment and be able to, you know, find a, a appropriate experts for each project we need. Right. To kind of. But that being said, there are well, they aren't Prusa labs, right? There are plenty of hacker spaces, maker spaces, fab labs, things like that, all around the world. So yeah. you know, check in your local area. It may not be a Prusa lab, but there may be something very similar <laughs> near you. So, um, yeah. Are we doing any any projects in the lab with young makers? I mean, of course, not not right now. But was there anything with with I don't know? Maybe the little cardboard robot was, if I remember correctly, a kind of like school project. Yeah. Well, or like you know. Yeah. We, it's usually made by our collaborators. In the first stage, we did lots of program uh, for like early stage makers, but it was like more how to handle the Arduino stuff or how to start a printing. But um, exactly those things you are mentioned, it was part of the IBM projects. Uh, it's called, uh, I don't even actually remember the name. It's really, really old time back ago, but um, the, it's basically we collaborate with the companies who are pushing the open source projects. Maybe Autobot, you remember it, is also something yeah. um, which uh, can people take apart all around the world. And it's really nicely lead, lead them how to handle the, the technology. So just uh, check those sites. And um, I, for the for the youngest of the youngest, I remember that we were doing before Christmas. We were doing workshops <laughs> where kids could design the cookie cutters and then yeah. then bake gingerbread. <laughs> it was nice. we, we had we had more uh, workshops for kids. I remember holding a workshop uh, about like build your first robot, which was like uh, a series with kids that we made uh, like robots uh, that were just like uh, moving around, just with like a, a DC motor uh, and uh, another, uh, another workshop for kids that was like let's make a drawing robot. It was like a doodle bot. Uh, which uh, I designed with a little bit of 3D printing and uh, some like uh, markers that was just like, again, uh, so, sort of like a moving on, on the paper and creating uh, weird drawings. And uh, there were many, many kids uh, of a really like young age. And what was exciting, there, there were more uh, little girls than little boys on the workshops, which was great. <laughs> that was nice. That's great. Well, guys, we really appreciate you guys coming on and, and joining us and sharing what you guys are doing in the lab. And I would love to have you back in the future to show more projects um, as as more things come out. So uh, for now, uh, have a great evening. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. See, See you in the office. See you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very Bye. much. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. Okay. Just just the three of us again. That was great. <laughs>
those guys were great and the i just loved the projects so yeah i just see it seeing the chat when the, the two projects were showcased it, it looked like a lot of people also find them super cool uh i wish you could see the the reflection in in real life it is as yeah. mes- like twice as mesmerizing as it is on a like 2d video yeah, it is oh it yeah is I very big yeah, it, it is very big it can get it, it, if you if you stand close it gets uh most of your uh field of view yeah 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 super cool uh, okay, so we have uh, some contest announcements here, don't we? We do. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. So uh, we had our organization contest on Prusa Printers um, that had been running through the, the past couple months. Um, and a lot of you have been anxiously awaiting to find out who has, has won the contest. And we are here to, to make the announcement. Um, okay, so our... Uh, our third place winner for uh, the the contest. Should, should I should I screen it? Yeah. Is the charger cable organizer by DFP Tech? Um, yeah. And there have been a lot of different kinds of like spooly yes. charger cable organizers out there, but this one is just so easy to print and so good and works so well. Like so many of them are are you know tough and you know i have i have one here um and the the knurling on it is so nice it's just like it is exactly what you want in a a cable spooler and you know i don't know about you guys but like my cables are always a mess especially oh, when i travel right oh, like, always a mess <laughs> just just you know you get on the plane and you're like okay i'm gonna plug in my headphones uh, so I can listen to the audio on the plane on a long thing, yeah. and you spend half the flight just un unknotting your your <laughs> headphones before you can even get started. And uh, this is uh, this is a, a a perfect cable winder. So he says charging cable. I'm probably going to use it a lot for headphone cables personally. Uh, suitable for every cable. Yes. Yeah, and he's got a couple different versions. He has one with like a, a pop out handle that that's in there. Uh, it's it's really it's really a cool little little device. And it's nice to um, see and, people taking advantage of the new text editor on Prusa printers and yeah, videos, yeah. bolts and lists and oh, I was I was very impressed that it looked like a lot of our uh, a lot of our entries went back and like use the organization to organize their their STL files, you know, in in handy ways. Um, so yeah, very cool. Um, and yeah, they will be they will be winning uh, two spools of Prusament for for their entry. Nice. So then we move to second place, which is three spools of Prusament. Yeah. And that is oh man, too many tabs. <laughs> so the second place goes to R3 Design with his ultimate modular box system, which is over 30 parametric parts, and they, they are all like he has these cool pictures showing all of them. Right. Overall. Yeah, we have we had lots of boxes and en- entered, which you know makes total sense. It's you know organization put things yeah. in boxes, um, but this one you know being an entire system with all of these different add-ons. And the the fact that he he open sourced or you know gave gave the step files out there for you to be able to modify and and continue oh. building on the system and was... folders yes yeah and folders <laughs> exactly exactly and if you keep if you keep going down on those folders you'll see he has folders of oh. all of yeah nice. all of the step files for everything so that's amazing um, you know this is this is a system that I think will be able to continue moving on and living for quite a while. With uh, you know people continuing to make more um, uh, more designs that that work with this system, and they they all slot together uh, so satisfyingly, um, which yeah. is which is uh, very nice. I I personally love the fact that you know they are not all unified size, so you can yeah. make it more interesting. True. Yeah, and 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 like like the the picture even shows there, he has wall mounts for them. You mm-hmm. know, uh, rod mounts. There's there's just so much that went into this that uh, was was very impressive. Super cool. Great job. Yeah. Okay, and that leads us to the first Our place. Our winner. Yeah, and the winner actually wins the original Prusa i3 Mark 3 S+. So 
That's the the big prize. And it goes to Kashimi and his endless customizable interchangeable shelf. And I this model was submitted like I don't know, like I feel like quite early on and I immediately like was like it was on my radar as oh this this could right. this could win. This could totally win. This this is another one where there are so many parts that he released to this that really make it so that that you can turn it into whatever you you want it to be. And and I love that he shows like so many of these yeah. photos um, uh, of it. And one of the really cool things is if you kind of scroll back to the beginning, just so we can we can see the uh, scroll back to the beginning of the photo, so we can see the 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 piece there. Yes, that that piece, that orange piece. Yeah. Um. So that's just that's just a render, but that is the base mount that goes onto the wall, um, and then all of the other shelves. Once the mounts are on, oh, yeah. you can actually just pop them off and reorganize them however you want the shelves to be placed, um, because they they slide in and out of the mounts. Um, it's it's a super cool de design, and especially when I started printing these and like putting some of them together. I was just really impressed by the the engineering that he put into how all of these parts snap into each other and lock in place. And yeah, it just that there, there was a lot of there was a lot of work that went into to making this, and it definitely shows. This is great. Yeah, I'm totally thinking so. about printing this. Maybe at even like bigger scale, make it make it so that one piece just barely fits on the print bed. Yeah, just make it huge. Yeah, I, I think he sized it, if I remember correctly. He, I think it's all sized so it'll fit on the mini. Yeah. Um, I know that some parts definitely will because he kind of calls out that they they are for for the mini. But yes, I believe that that everything will will print on on the mini. But yeah, it all it all slots and clicks together and just it's it's very very satisfying. Um, yeah. Incredible. There are also. Uh... Other smaller prizes uh, for uh, the designs that got the most likes. So that's basically the, the designs that you, you guys helped select. And they are listed. Oh, there's a special prize, which is yep. uh, we, we said it needs to be something very specific. So it's this nice, like little clicky magnetic uh, geared case for SD cards by Kazitoad. So he wins the, the special prize. Which is this, this is this is another one of those where like yeah we've seen SD card cases before but like he just took it to an entirely different level with like the magnetic enclosures and the the gearing so that as it opens up it stands all all the cards up so you know you could you could put this okay. on your desk and have all your SD cards on your desk and then snap it closed toss it in your bag and you know not have to kind of fuss with it and it's yeah, and you can actually get them out easy right mm -hmm. right exactly. So yeah, it is it is super cool, and you know you couldn't get much more specialized than uh, an SD card holder because you know it's not going to do much much else. Like the boxes, the boxes are are boxes; they're universal. This is this only really serves one purpose. <laughs> and by the way, we have Kashime, the, our our winner in the chat. So congratulations! Oh, that's congratulations! Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I I love it when the people that are in the contest yeah. and when the contests are are in chat. It really is great. There were 1,200 designs. It was <laughs> yeah. incredible. So we could only select so many. There are the smaller prizes. Like there are these are great models. Like the this clicky uh, sheet store you know holder under the desk. It's great. You just press it's the so button nice. and it pushes it, the. Is that is that the ejector button? Ejector button? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. in the yeah. floppy drive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's great. It's the there's the Nespresso capsule dispenser, uh, this uh, drawer for the Mark III. I I love this one. You can do it with eggs, but also like onions and stuff like that. I think it just looks pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, another another one of those winders. So all of these uh, all of these also win. And there there's um, we have just released the article on blog on Prusa printers. So if you go and read that, you can you know go through all of the entries uh, or you can just uh, click these uh, links to, to get 
uh, models from ProSharp printers from all of the winners. So it's yeah. there. I'm going to also paste it in the chat just in case. So congratulations to everyone who, who won, and thank you for everyone that entered. Uh, as Mickey said, this was this was an epic contest, 1,200 entries. Um, you know, it was it was quite the effort just to go through <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh, select them all. It was it was really funny. Like even working on my shortlist, I'm sure you had had this same experience, Mickey, of just yeah. like just scrolling through <laughs> and you know how many more they're going to be. And yeah, it was it was a, a couple hours of just going through and making my shortlist, which is it, you know great. It's 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 awesome. Um, so yeah, so we appreciate everything uh, for you guys uh, contributing to that, and uh, the next contest is on the way. Yeah, and it's very very soon, uh, it's close. Yeah, very soon, and I think Mickey was one of the big driving forces on this one. And yes, so, I will yeah. also have an article and a video with some inspiration coming out. So I'm really looking forward to what you will come, and I think it's a fun topic. So yeah, I think it will be good. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Something I'm interested in too. So we've we've discussed Soon. it in the past. Yeah. So fantastic. Um, okay. A uh, little bit more time, and we still have another competition mm -hmm. to get through, which is our oh, yeah. every Hi. show. Yeah, our every show Prusa Live Prusa Printers picks or sorry, uh, Prusa Live uh, uh, Twitter contest. So uh, I think we it, need it more competitions. Uh, we do. We totally do. Um, uh, we'll just we'll just make the entire show just nothing but but announcing winners to competitions, which would be and okay. you get a three D like, printer. You yeah, get a three D printer. printer. You get <laughs> everyone gets a three D printer, or, or at least some filament in yeah. this case. Um, and so uh, yeah. So uh, last week we were kind of or last show. I keep saying week. Uh, last show, we had discussed how uh, how many MMU prints were out there and how many great MMU prints. But you guys really brought it with single color this this week, and we were super excited about it. So, uh, who's our our third place for for this week, Nikki? So our third place is Greg's 3D print RC channel that has is it Godzilla by Chaos Cortex? Uh, yeah, love the texture. Yeah, it's such a great model, mm. and he, you know, he took it, I, you know, basically as big as he could get it there on the mini, and uh, you know, beautiful color, just just came out great. Yeah, I Very agree. Nice. Very nice. By the way, last time uh, I was popping the tabs, uh, you know, in a new window so that you can't see winners. But jokes on you, I have so many tabs that you still can't see <laughs> <laughs> who are the second Perfect. and third prize. Yeah, you are starting to be like Martin Peshek. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, all right. Uh, moving so, on to second place. Yeah. And that is Christopher Enoch. And Ooh. that's this frozen print, which is, I mean, it's white. So, in the first glance, it's kind of hard to see, but it is really pretty. Yeah. And there's a lot of detail. And, uh, you know, I love that, that he made this for his, his five year old granddaughter. Yeah. Um, Aww. So, who very will cute. hopefully be very excited about it. Yeah, and the the, the color suits the model very nicely. It it is it yeah. looks like sculpture. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it's it's perfect for frozen too, right? Like they it they look like they're made out of out of snow or out of ice in the the white. Oh, so. I I haven't seen frozen yet. Yeah. We are well, not 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 gonna let this I, I was, tweet go. I was yeah. I was gonna say the um the the name kind of gives that that part away <laughs> okay and that leads us to number one our number one and that is fritz prince 3d and uh chutululu by photos yeah, yeah cthulhu uh photos mint was taking a little break from my understanding yeah. uh very very busy having a kid um, and he is back releasing models, and uh, this one came out this week and has kind of been blowing up. And uh, this really sparkly teal green uh, is just a, a beautiful print in it. It's creepy, kind of creeps me it out is. a little bit. But that uh, it's I, the yeah. point, I guess. It should. Yeah. Elder God of, of Nightmares there, yeah. Okay, so those are Joe, the winners. You're muted. Joe, we can't hear you. 
<laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I was I was washing my clothes and the the dryer just finished and it's beeping here. So, uh, but uh, I was asking how do how do you pronounce it? It's Cthulhu. Uh, Cthulhu. Cthulhu. If, if I remember correctly, uh, uh, I've visited the H.P. Lovecraft Museum in Providence, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you 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 visited a a library that is featured in some of his stories and contains some early editions and a bust oh. of him. But it, it, it is a library, not necessarily a museum, but they have kind of a, a, a museum section of it to, to him. So yes, so uh, I used to live in, in, in yeah. uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Joe visited Providence back in 2004. 15 14 it's, something like that yeah it's a long uh, time ago oh no it, it would have been 2013 or 14 um yes long time ago uh and yeah we we took a tour around providence and uh uh check things out there so yeah so uh i guess congratulations to the to the yes. winner yeah Congrats. congratulations everyone and yeah, I guess. And, uh, I guess time's up. Yeah, time's that's kind our of, show. Yeah, we only yeah. really had space for questions for the makers, so that's right. too bad. But I mean, it's it was a busy episode. We can always do more Q and A in the future episodes. I can see one quick one. Is it possible to use the LCD screen from the mini on the Mark III? Not yet, or I mean, no, but maybe, maybe someday. Maybe in the future, day, someday something <laughs> similar. Who knows? Excel, is it really coming? Yes. Is it coming like tomorrow? No. Yeah. There you have it. All right, guys. <laughs> there you have it. So thank you for joining us. Uh, have a, a great two weeks until we see you again. Um, uh, I keep forgetting to, to mention, uh, join us in Discord. Um, that we've got a nice little active Discord community going, and we'd love to talk to you guys more there. Um, so until we see you again, uh, stay safe. Uh, keep printing, and we will see you soon. Goodbye. Take care. See you guys.